Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, sister, wife, Murgatroyd, how is you today? I think I might kill for a sister wife. Do you know that? Do you know the concept of a sister wife? We've been watching um, Seeking Sister Wife, mm-hmm. and it's addicting because these couples are seeking, literally, to date. Someone now, I, I don't think this. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the situation in the bedroom is. I don't necessarily believe that they're not all on some level something. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Not for me to judge. But the concept of a sister wife, like, take the emotional crazy out of it. But if I could have one more woman in this house that can help clean, take care of Sophia, and like fold clothes and and also be a friend and fun and all of that. That's like a dream for me. That would be amazing. The hard part is the obvious sharing of you. Although I feel like I could get over that. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm kidding, 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 kidding. But I think you, however, would hate to have two wives. Fuck. I don't, I mean, are you kidding me? So look. Imagine there, two of me. All right. So I think it's worth it to spend a couple of minutes on sister wives because if you are <laughs> like, if you need a break from life and you need something mindless, you will watch this, these episodes and you'll say, these fucking people exist. Like there are like, and they're not 
I mean, some of them definitely fall into the weird, this is weird category, but they're not as, like, you would think- And they're not all religious either. You would think, like, you know, when you you hear about, like, the Mormons in the Wild West, when they, you know, look like they came off, like, a a chuck wagon, right? You know, dressed with the, you know, what do they call that garb? You know what I mean? Where they're covered from head to toe. You would figure, well, if you're doing that in this modern age, you're going to sort of, like, look like those, you know, 1890 Mormons who had 17 wives. That's not what they look like. I mean, they're absolutely somebody that you would run into in the grocery store and never, ever know. But what's interesting is the show Sister Wives, there was a Sister Wives show, right? It's been on for 10 years. They're, they are all Mormon. This, however, is like random people- Who just decided? That just decided they're yeah, taking a Sister Wife. We're like, taking a Sister Wife. <laughs> there's no religion involved. And it's like, it's the strangest well, thing. But, no, but, but here's the thing. There is, in some cases, there's religion. In some cases, I am calling them swingers. <laughs> and in other cases, I'm calling them, they're looking for a babysitter. They want somebody to watch the kid. So you will find when you watch this that you will see, oh, that's a swinger. Oh, that they just need help with the fucking kids. Oh, that one, that guy, I think is really like, it's a religious thing for him. He really believes yeah. that he was called to do but it. But it's so crazy to watch. I can't, like it's that and 90 Day Fiance for me, those two shows are like the, I've had a long day and just need an just need hour of, of actually saying what the F in my head over and over and over again. Yeah, so so this uh, this has, show is on- Has uh, the nothing same. to do really with what we're talking no, about. No, but it's interesting. This show this show is on uh, TLC and it's uh, basically the same thing as, as 90 Day Fiance. But the reason why we brought it up, number one is to tell you because we just love it. And number two, there was an episode that triggered a conversation for us that we wanted to share with you guys. And the episode is one of the guys, you know, when you watch it, he was living in Atlanta and he had, you know, a nice house. It wasn't a mansion, but it was a pretty nice house for Atlanta. And then decided he wanted to move to LA and he bought another nice house. And it didn't appear looking in from the outside that money was an issue at all. You know, he basically did what he wanted to do. And, you know, nobody, you never know anybody's money situation, but it didn't look like there was a a big thing. And then boom, COVID hits and they, you know, put up on the screen that COVID uh, shut down production and blah, blah, blah. So what we learned is that he was in the tech industry and all of his clients that he was working for or many were starting to lose their businesses because of COVID. So he was basically consulting and he didn't have anybody to consult. They didn't have any money to pay him. And so now he's delivering groceries. <laughs> can't make this up with his sister wives. So, I mean, poor sister wives come on see these guys doing well. And next thing they know they're delivering groceries, right? So it struck a conversation that, you know, watching this, certainly didn't see this coming for him. He didn't see it coming and his clients didn't see it coming. So how, in what ways are you trying to inoculate yourself against downturns in economy, which are inevitable, whether or not they're downturns as a result of a pandemic or outsizing, right-sizing, um, companies gobbling up, up other companies, et cetera, right? There's a million reasons why. And it's so easy for us to look at what we're currently doing and just stay with it because it's working and we're making money and not really looking into diversification into other areas. So, you know, some people say, 
you should go all in on one thing, get really, really good at it, um, and uh, you know, get you ten thousand hours, and that's the way to do it. And other people, you know, call diversifying diversifying because you're not putting any focus into any one area, and you're spreading yourself thin, and that's not a good idea. And as with everything, I don't think it's either or. I think it's both. So I think yes, you should have a primary focus for what you want, and I also think you should have one eye on diversification. So, you know, in in our case, and I'll let you jump in. In our case, um, we have our our event business, which is the mastermind business. Now we're talking about doing one in Tuscany. So we have some offerings that are there. Um, we have uh, our purchasing automated businesses through Amazon. Uh, so we're talking about some income uh, coming in in that way. Uh, we have a network, Kim specifically runs the network marketing uh, business and that has served our life for many, many years. So we have that coming in and we are always looking for ways that we can bring revenue in, in as residual a way as we can. Like, you know, Amazon business is true, truly residual because while you're sleeping, somebody's- well, it's automated. It's automated, right? And so there's money coming in. And, and all of this is servicing our bigger goal, which is to save money every week and increase that number by 10% every 90 days. So um, that's the that's the overall um, overarching theme of the conversation. But yeah. what, what's your thoughts on this? Kim? So what we wanted to talk about today that Rob's kind of dipping into is having multiple streams of income and how important that is. I don't care what business you're in. Like it is probably not possible unless you're selling a massive company for a ridiculous amount of money to save enough money that you would never need to work again. You could have a pension, you could have this, you could have that, but not having multiple streams of income after what we all went through last year is almost stupid, to be honest. Like, I hate to say it that way, but like, let's say you're in the housing market and that's your only income source, whatever that is, whether it's buying or selling real estate, building or whatever it is, you're just in that housing market. Well, how many times has the housing market come to a, a halt? or something happened and no one's buying, no one's selling right now, everybody. Now, right now it's a shit show. You can sell your house in three hours, you know? And so real estate is huge right now. But what happens when that hits zero? Then you have to look for something else. And I'm using real estate as one area um, as far as like being a real estate agent or whatever it is, building houses. I mean, I remember years ago, Rob, where it felt like Atlanta was filled with cranes. It was. And they were building and building and building. And then all of a sudden, it came to a screeching halt. And those cranes stood, but nothing got built for like three years. Mm. And Big holes in the ground. Yeah. And like we had a friend who owned, we when we met him, he owned 50 shopping centers. And I remember having this conversation with him. He owned 50 shopping centers around the Southeast. He's like, it's amazing. It's commercial real estate. People are always, you know, in there and it it does its own thing. And I just kind of have to go and oversee everything. And he had a whole team. And then when the real estate market crashed and that commercial market crashed and all the businesses were, were leaving strip malls and not paying rent, his business took a massive hit. And so 
our thought was to just, now that we're kind of coming out of this 2020, 2021 COVID fog, you know, it's a really good time to take an inventory on your business, your income, and what it looks like. I mean, just for us in the last couple years over this pandemic period, you know, Rob does experiences around the world. I don't know if you noticed, but travel stopped. And so his ability to host and plan experiences to this day, like we're looking for our next experience that we're going to do in October, and we think we found it, but kind of a problem because many countries aren't open yet. Half the locations that we wanted to do, we can't do because they're still closed. Because they're still closed to U.S. citizens. And so- Or or have a quarantine or whatever. Yeah. And so there's there's it's complex. Travel is complex right now. So we have to work within small confines, which makes this a little bit harder, not impossible. But we missed an entire sales cycle last year, right? We usually would have had a whole sales cycle last year. We didn't have one at all in that lane of our business. So if that was our only business, we would have been screwed. Oh, we'd be fucked. If we had still had our chiropractic clinic, we probably would have been screwed. If we only had network marketing, although my company went up 65% because we sell wellness and health products and it was food delivered direct to your door, our company went up 65% in sales during you know certain periods of that year. But other network marketing companies were seen as luxury items. And I know many people that had multi-six-figure businesses that crashed. And so the point that we're trying to make today is having multiple streams of income, having your hand in multiple areas is not just a nice idea. It's a necessity, in my opinion. And I think like Rob is saying, absolutely, you should have a focus. But you should also have some other things. So like he said, we have our main focus for Rob, which is his work hard, play hard. Now within that, he has coaching. We could always do a virtual mastermind if we wanted to. We're talking about doing this smaller Tuscany events where you know we have a lot of different little verticals within that umbrella, but he handles that umbrella. I handle network marketing. That's my world. But... Now we have Amazon and that brings in automated income. Mine brings in a more residual income. Rob's brings in multiple verticals of income. So there's a lot of things at play Mm -hmm. here for us that allowed us to have a successful year, even though we had the pandemic because we had cushioned ourselves with multiple streams of income. And I think it's important for people to really take a look right now at your finances and play devil's advocate. What would happen if the housing market crashed? What would happen if the stock market crashed? What would happen if, what would happen if? Like play devil's advocate and what real position would you be in if like this guy on the the Seeking Sister Wife show, if your super successful business all of a sudden went to zero? What position would you be in? And how can you mitigate against that? This is where we use our all of our strategies, right? This is where we use our stupid idea time. This is where we use our, you know, our Tony Robbins decision-making process, how we can mitigate downsides and build only upsides and infiltrate, not infiltrate, insulate ourselves against- Inoculate. Well, insulate, inoculate as best 
inoculate a little bit weird right now with you know yeah, vaccines, it's but COVID-y. it's a little COVID-y. But you know, just create that padding between the money we actually need coming in and the money that you know we spend. So you know, you don't think you don't think about these things, right? So this guy, you know, is is really. I mean, this is such a funny conversation, but this guy's all down for like sister wives, right? So he wants to, but he wants to. I said bye. He wants to. He wants to get three of them. So get okay. He wants to a, a date, court them, yeah, whatever marry. he's doing. Right, marry, but you can't even do that. So I'm like dancing around words, right? Yeah. So he he wants to have three of them. Okay, so now he's got three women he's got to deal with, and right? The, and they and have kids, and they're and they're probably going to want more kids. So for me, I would be having the sister wife. Like I feel like I can work with these guys and say, listen, okay, come into my common sense corner. Okay, <laughs> you want three of these? Okay, I got one. You want three of these wives. And then you want to have, you want each of them to have kids. Okay. So now you got three women and 17 kids and you're doing one job. You need to get out there and find a way to protect yourself. Because if this one thing you're doing goes south, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, you got an army you got to feed here, yeah. right? So you get the idea. We're we're bringing the point home of our view of diversification through uh, our newfound passion for uh, uh, sister wives. So um, any but, anything else you have to add here, honey? I don't know. I just feel like we need to give people some ideas maybe on where they can take things. Like, okay. so obvi- there's the obvious ones, right? There's what we're doing because that's all what we know. So Amazon businesses, network marketing businesses and stuff like that. Those things in online business, you can create, take something you know, create courses out of it. All of these things do take time, energy, and effort. I guess, except the Amazon business. That just takes money and patience. Patience. (laughs) Money and patience. But, you know, I think that we need to kind of help with some ideas of where they can take it. So, or, or how they can begin this process. So, like I said, the first thing would be, what's your current business situation? And what would happen if you lost that job? If you your company closed because listen, a lot of people also lost their job this year. Mm. So what would happen if you lost that job, your company closed, you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur, but there was a downturn in the economy. I mean, who ever thought if you owned a coffee shop that you would not be able to open your doors? Yeah, I mean, or a listen, restaurant. listen, there have been restaurants. I was watching one uh, uh, thing on Paris the other day and the guy said, you know, we've had this restaurant open uh, continually since 1897. He said, this is the first year where we've ever actually closed. I mean, it's, it's, it's unprecedented and it's crazy, but if they actually had to close their doors forever, like what would that be, you know? So I would, I would take a look at your current situation. Then I would play... Uh, devil's advocate and just what are what are the worst things that could happen? Like how could this go so south for you? And what what are the opposites? So for example, with investing, the way we are the way we do our investing is actually quite quite simple. We buy stock mutual funds, so we've got stocks, and then bonds typically do the opposite, so we buy bond mutual funds, and then real estate typically does the opposite of both of those, so we buy real estate mutual funds, right? So we're always hedging our bets. Stocks go up, bonds go down. Bonds go up, real estate goes down, et cetera. So we're always having all three of those levers. And now we added crypto to it. So we're not trying to time the market. We're not trying to, you know, say buy, you know, buy Amazon or buy- Or do anything. or, Or do anything in particular. We're trying to look at 
um, a group of things and figure out what's the opposite. So to Kim's point, if there's something that you're doing right now that you think is going to be around forever, ask yourself if it wasn't, what would be the kind of thing that if this did go down, that, that, that this thing would likely go up. Right. Right. And so consider that when you're looking to diversify and don't get 10 of the same thing. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're in masterminds, don't do 10 different masterminds. If you're in coaching, don't do 10 different types of coaching. Do something that's completely opposite. Do something that's different. And also like a side hustle has never been sexier (laughs) at this moment because I mean, for a lot of my team, I had team members who literally in network marketing that they're, day job stopped, like doctor's offices and things like that, like professional working people who literally were not paid because they couldn't open their clinic or whatever. And their side hustle became their main hustle real quick. Yeah. And thank God they were building it in in the pockets of their day, in that time And it's, it's weird. Like, you know, we're, the economy that we're in right now is weird because certain people have gotten completely wiped out and they're, you know, they're living hand to mouth. Other people are becoming crazy rich right now. And the job market is going through the roof. It's very, I was listening to an economist the other day. It's very confusing because you can't look at the statistics anymore. Because if you're looking at like, you know, employment for the country or, or, or whatever, you have to really look at it by sectors. Because what's happening is these sectors that were either non-existent or moderately successful are exploding to the point where they cannot get people to do these jobs because there's there are there's more work than they have people to do the jobs. And then other jobs are decimated. They're wiped out. Like they're just so everything is flipped on its head right now. Everything like our daughter works for um, a big corporation and they are never going back in. So she has now a virtual job for basically ever. I don't think they're ever going back. I think they sold, didn't they like sell the building or something? So they, she sold, can, they sold the building because now people are, people are looking and saying, well, I'm spending, you know, a million dollars a month to own, I think they own like the top three floors of some big thing in San Diego, right? They're spe- I think the number was something like a half a million a month right. or some crazy number. Well, COVID had everybody working successfully. And in fact, their business went up during COVID. Why am I going to spend, right. a, you know, a half a million dollars a month for a physical location if I don't need to? So right. the point is we don't have to go down a, a COVID rabbit hole here, but the point is that that where we are this year, if it isn't proof enough that any fucking thing could happen yep. and everything could be flipped on its head, that you need to prepare yourself. And only you know if you think you are prepared. So look at what you're doing and say, if this thing went down, what would I do? Look for the options available to you. Look for the opportunities available to you and really take a clear look at what your current situation and how can you add more streams of income in a way that supports your family, that a way that supports your current business. Maybe it complements your business, your current business in some way. Look for those revenue streams. So when this happens again, or if something different or whatever, you're more protected and your family's protected. There you have it, ladies and germs. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 
All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 